0: Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come and join us at 10am every Sunday. I've entitled this Encouragement versus Discouragement and the Benefits of Fellowship. I wonder right at the beginning, at the start of the new year, how you view 2023 as you look back. We'd had a good year. Ruth and I had finally been able to take a long-planned epic holiday to Canada. We'd actually planned to do it five years ago, before I was diagnosed with cancer. We'd also been blessed with another grandchild in April, along with the wedding of, our, of one of Ruth's sons just after Christmas. We had the pleasure, although very tiring, of looking after one of our children, grandchildren one day a week. ...and seeing a little one go from crawling to walking... ...and then the pleasure that he always was... ...he was always happy to see me... ...he was always happy even to see his grandpa. ...and yes I did say grumpa... ...because to be honest... <laughs> ...I really didn't realise it at the time... ...but slowly I'd got a bit more morbid... ...and yes you can guess grumpy... ...and you can guess who suffered the most... ...my good lady... And sometimes I truly felt as if the weight of the world was on my shoulders. So how do you get out of something like that? And I think back to the week when Andrew came to visit. And I finally accepted that I might need a bit of help to get out of where I was. And sought prayer from him. And I remember the week after, sharing a little bit with our group one Wednesday. And afterwards Sue came up to me and she just said she felt God was saying to me, it's not going to happen all over again. Just remember, trust God afresh with all your problems. I also spent time listening to Christian music on YouTube. And for me, one of the songs that stood out looking back was, I just speak the name of Jesus. There's a few of the words up there on the screen. But, you know, those words, because I know there is peace within your presence. I want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break, declaring there is hope and there is freedom. Come and break every stronghold. Come shine through the shadows. You know, Jesus' light can shine right in, even to those dark places we like to ignore. I want to speak the name of Jesus over fear over all anxiety to every soul who's held captive by depression I speak Jesus And you know sometimes to me it feels in life we often get so much more discouragement than encouragement And indeed I wonder if I was to ask you how many of you have been prompted to moan to criticise things that happen in church and have emailed or bent the ear of the elders about things that you didn't like. And I'm guilty of that charge. So how can we best deal with all the discouragements? As I pondered on that a little bit more, I was drawn to Hebrews 10, both from the NLT and from the Message Bible. I want to just read from both. And it's interesting that in the very first verse here, we've almost already spoken of this already this morning. Because from verse 19, we read, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the host of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies watched with pure water. And so let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for who he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And I look in the message, and it's a slightly different version, but it has slightly different meaning. Slightly different sort of way of presenting it. So let's do it full of belief, confident we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. You know, God always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. Not avoiding worshipping together, as some do, but spurring each other on especially as we see the day approaching. So I just want to explore this ministry of encouragement just a little bit more this morning. I need a little bit of help at this point. I've lost them. Thank you. I think we'll go this way. Which way are we going? Well, you're not going to stand up, but never mind. When I think of encouragement, I'm drawn to a definition shared with me many years ago. And it described how a farmer gets his animals to market. My friend shared this simply has a way of just having to occasionally... (laughs) ..poke them up the bum. You know, I'm sure the pigs have maybe have an idea of what's coming... And maybe they're a little bit reluctant. And I do wonder, do we need to invest in some sharp sticks for our elders so <laughs> they can do a little bit of prodding occasionally? Uh, in Sorry? We'll put an order in Amazon today. <laughs> so, defining encouragement. The Greek word used here is paraketalos. It is used to describe not only comfort to someone, but also involves exhortation, urging, strengthening and even appealing. This New Testament verb translated encourage can also mean to comfort, to cheer up, to console or speak in a friendly manner. I think I was to ask anybody here, have you ever had too much encouragement? I suspect there aren't many of you that would say yes. In our daily lives, we face challenges. Many things come along to do the exact opposite of encouraging us. I remember back to my working days at Jaguar Land Rover in Solihull, and management's view was to shoot first, find somebody to blame, and ask any questions afterwards. And it was just... oh so sapping sometimes, because whatever problem you had, you had to find somebody else had to be to blame, not our department. It was absolutely vital. It was somebody else's problem. But Jesus uses a noun form of this verb in John 14, where he calls the Holy Spirit our helper, our advocate, someone to stand by you. In John 14, it says, But the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all the things that I said to you. So the picture being presented of encouragement is that of standing with one another. Sometimes you're going to be the one who reaches down to somebody else who's struggling to give them a helping hand up. But also, I think there's also needs to be a personal willingness to reach up and accept the hand that reaches down towards you. You know, I struggle with that. I often feel I'd rather fix it myself. And so often sit and stew in my own juice when maybe help would get me out of it. And in the last couple of weeks, I again realised that my cough and health issues Seemed to be getting work as each weekend approached. And I had to reach out to, via WhatsApp, to our community group and a few close friends to pray on the Friday before that weekend. You know, and God answered those prayers quite simply. And I was here last Sunday. I'm here again this morning. And someone from group reminded me quite simply, if we don't know something's wrong, how can we know what to pray for you? So all this speaks to me a lot more than a quick hello, how are you every Sunday morning? And the classic response of, I'm fine, thank you, and walking away. Rather, it's a willingness to be standing with one another... So that as a church community, we're not aloof, guarded and reserved, but all in and involved. Not around scrutinising and criticising, but that we could be affirming and strengthening. I came across this quote about being members of a church. The church humbles us as it's one of those places in society today where we sit together with rich and poor, young and old black and white, educated and uneducated as we focus on one simple objective to bring praise and worship to Jesus and to our loving Heavenly Father. It's one of the few places where we can share the problems and have our hopes of our lives with people that we don't know that well. It's a place where our unity is marked out by our love for Christ. Jesus teaches and shares many commands about one another. These include encourage one another, but also love one another. In John 13 we read, Let me give you a new command, love one another. In the same way I loved you, you should love one another. This is how everyone will recognise you're my disciples, when they see the love you have for each other. And also we're called to confess our sins to one another. In James, make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together, whole and healed. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. You know, this is challenging stuff. Our culture, our parents, life teaches us to be very careful in how much we share. So it's risky, and it can be uncomfortable. I find it so easy to see what's wrong and get so upset with myself over the mistakes I make. But the Gospel message calls us to step out of our safe comfort zone as we seek to respond to Jesus' call to follow him, to do what he's doing, to be listening to his prompting, to be willing to do what he prompts or share what he gives us or where he directs. So how can we grow in encouraging one another? Practically, what can we be doing? By meeting and sharing time around worship and studying the Bible, especially in community groups. That's a place where you can get to know people better. I once heard an illustration comparing a church service to a game of snooker. For those of you who like snooker, hopefully this will make sense. If not, just bear with me. Each Sunday, all the balls get taken out of the pockets and they're assembled on the table. As the game goes on, the balls bump into each other and then by the end of the game, the balls all end back up in their pockets again. I wonder... How often am I guilty just of bumping into people rather than actually spending time with them? So I would recommend that to get to know people a bit more, there is a need for you to be involved in a weekly group. If you're not at the moment, but you'd like to be, come talk to one of the elders or email the church office and they can give you details or point you in the right direction. As Dave shared last week, if you believe that this is the place God wants you to be, this will give you even more opportunity to get to know others, to gain support from others and to work out your gifts and ability. Again, as Paul writes in Romans, Romans 1 verse 12, when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. For those of you who've shared this morning, thank you. For those who've thought about sharing something that God showed you but weren't quite sure, can I just suggest two practical things? If you get something during the week, why not write it down? And then you can share it with your group leader or one of the elders. Or you can always bring it with you on a Sunday morning and just give it to whoever's leading and leave it to them to decide whether it fits in or not. But secondly, just be willing to come to the front and talk to whoever's leading and just trust their judgment. Indeed, I know Phil has shared before that there are occasions where he gets an interpretation for a tongue And then a tongue isn't given. But what other things can we practically do? You can ask God who you should seek to befriend and encourage and pray for. And then make the time to actually do it. You can share your stories of just how Jesus is getting you through everyday life. The triumphs as well as the disasters so that by doing this, we can encourage one another. It's simply a call for a bit more openness and honesty. A few more other practical ways, I'm sort of drawing to a close now. By making time to thank each of the elders for what they do, day in, day out in leading the church, rather than just sending them your moans and groans by writing a letter we do still believe in letters by texting by using whatsapp messages of encouragement or simply sending to somebody the question how are you doing today by being willing to spend time to listening to those who are struggling by giving gifts or helping as god would prompt you you know giving gifts is never easy Sometimes it's embarrassing to give, sometimes it's embarrassing to receive. So if you feel prompted to give and are worried about how to do it, there are ways to do it confidentially through the church finance team. You can talk to Chris or myself and we can always pass on those gifts anonymously for you. By working along someone else, maybe offering to prepare and lead your community group, Or get involved in leading Alpha. Or lead a Bible study. By simply arranging to go and visit people. Share a coffee. Or share a meal together. And sometimes as simple as just sharing a kind word. For we don't know what other people are going through. Most of us hide so much of what's going on in our lives. So much of the time. So allow the Holy Spirit to prompt you and then be brave enough to share whatever he gives you. But do it gently. Do it kindly. Avoid the, thus saith the Lord. And Maybe just say, I feel God may want me to share this <coughs> with you. Would you go away and, and pray about it? Because we don't always get it right. And we don't want to burden somebody incorrectly. So as I draw to a close, I want to sort of turn back to Hebrews. But first, I was reminded of one other verse. You know, we're actually called upon to be priests. And I think we forget that. Jesus, our great high priest. But in 1 Peter we read, that you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work, to speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference that God has made to your life. He's brought you from nothing to something, from rejected to totally accepted by God. We're going to sing again at some point, hopefully, and we're going to take communion. And as I do, I just encourage you to look around. See who God would draw to your attention. as somebody you could be praying for both today and in the weeks and years ahead. I'm drawn back to a favourite verse from Ephesians to close. And it simply says this, in the same way prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no-one falls behind or drops out. Must return me pigs. Keep the stick. You'll keep the stick. (laughs)